This is your regional newscast for Friday, January 26th. I'm Cassie Knust. The Revenue Virginia's mine, located five miles south of Uray, has been cleared from the state to resume operations. The owners, Thorin Resources, successfully transitioned their operational status from temporary cessation to active, as confirmed by the Colorado Division of Reclamation, Mining, and Safety. The URA Plain Dealer reports that operations began on January 19th, and Thorin plans to restart the nearby mill by mid-June. The updated status allows the company to process previously mined materials at their URA warehouse. The mine expects to produce refined minerals such as silver and gold. It's been almost three years since Colorado banned the use of American Indian mascots by public schools. At the time, the ban received significant pushback in the Montrose community, whose school district was tasked with rebranding three different schools by the summer of 2022. Many in the community were concerned with the costs that come with transitioning a mascot, while others grappled with losing mascots they had grown up with. Montrose County School District has so far spent upwards of $500,000 since transitioning mascots for Montrose High School, Centennial Middle School, and Johnson Elementary School. So far, the state has awarded $107,000 to the district to help offset the costs. Here's MCSD's Matt Jenkins. The good news is the state offered a competitive award of $300,000 recently for all affected districts to compete for grant money to offset the costs that they had incurred. We're grateful for the $107,000 the state has given us, but we're hopeful that there'll be additional monies to pay for the other four-fifths of, of the total costs that we've incurred. And so I've reached out to the state to find out if we continue, if that award will be annual, and if we can compete for it four more times to get that total half a million dollars we spent covered. We've gotten 100000 covered now, and, and we've got about 400000 more to go. The district is set to receive up to a third of the state's competitive award money. Delta Health reached a significant milestone in pediatric emergency care on the Western Slope earlier this month. The hospital is now recognized as an elite hospital for pediatric readiness in the nation. The Delta Colorado-based hospital became the first on the Western Slope and the fourth in the state to secure the Copper Pediatric Advanced Designation, earning a perfect score in pediatric readiness. COPPER stands for Colorado Pediatric Preparedness for Emergency Rooms. The program evaluates emergency departments based on evidence-based guidelines and best practices, focusing on critical aspects of pediatric emergency care. The recognition comes after Kaylee Wright, Delta Health's Trauma Nurse Coordinator, noted a significant increase in pediatric trauma patients. Now, the hospital is focused on reducing pediatric mortality. Here's Kaylee Wright. In the beginning, in March of 2023 is where I noticed numbers had doubled from March of 2022. And this program had kind of just got started. It's still pretty new. We are the fourth designated hospital within the state of Colorado. And so that's kind of where things started with seeing those numbers double. And I kind of knew that this program, you know, the statistics on this program are pretty amazing. So with implementation of this, it reduces mortality in kids that are associated with injury by 60%. So, you know, mortality based off of our traumas, that'll reduce by 60%, and that's a huge number. There are some changes that come with this new designation, including a dedicated room for pediatric patients with distraction toys and family-centered care training for staff. Visit the Delta Health website to learn more about this new designation. On today's Farm Friday, we take a look at Colorado's farm-to-school program and the ways it's increasing access to healthy school meals through the Colorado Department of Education. KVNAV's Lisa Young recently spoke with Nicole Didero from Colorado State Extension. 
The passage of a state bill in 2022 established the Colorado Local School Food Program, which provides healthy meals for all Colorado public school students. The program provides up to $90 million to purchase Colorado-grown, raised, processed, and value-added products. With Healthy School Meals for All coming on board, this is a great time because that means that with all students having access to a meal in school, that's more opportunity and more quantity of food that producers from Colorado have to um, sell their product to school districts. That's Nicole Dodero, CSU Extension. The state has set a rate for participating school districts. The rate that they are accounting for here is at least 25 cents per lunch or at least $5,000 to school districts that have opted in to the local school food program. And that's every type of school district. You don't have to be already sourcing local food if you have no experience with that. Anyone like Colorado State Extension or um, Nourish Colorado, who's the partnering organization who's leading this with the Colorado Department of Education, are happy to speak to them. With no set date for the funding to expire, schools and ag producers can move forward with confidence. That's really, truly such an amazing feat for the state of Colorado and that we're perpetually funding the opportunity for schools to buy locally grown, raised, processed, and value-added products. As with any state-funded program, there's a bit of paperwork for area producers wanting to participate. And so for producers, they can fill out a survey to get their name added to a local producer list. And this is really important because then the school districts that are seeking to participate in this program can find you on that list. And it's just simple information about your farm and what you sell. It's anything grown, raised, processed, or value added, meaning um, something like a jerky or dehydrated fruit from local agricultural producers. Producers can also speak directly with any school food service director in their district. And you should also update or pursue the appropriate food safety requirements that the school district might require. So one, having that conversation with the school district will be really important, but not all school districts require the same standards. So at minimum, you have to show that you're integrating good food safety practices on your farm. And that often just looks like showing them your um, standard operating procedures. But sometimes other schools require certification like GAP certification, which is good agricultural practices, but that's not necessarily required. Didero says producers should also consider distribution options that already provide food to local schools. So there's quite a few food hubs around the state and on the western slope. We have some really great ones, and they could also be a way that the school districts are finding local food. So they can also partner with food hubs instead of buying directly from the farmer. So get in touch with them and see if they're selling to local schools. And then lean on your state or local partners like Nourish Colorado, uh, Valley Food Partnerships helping with this on the Western Slope, and CSU Extension. The program is just getting started, and there may be a few bumps along the way as the program grows and matures. Once again, here's Nicole Dodero. It's a great opportunity. It'll be um, really neat to see how this first year goes. There probably will be some bumps we'll have to work through on the way, but The great thing about this is that the Department of Education and Nourish Colorado uh, and Extension are all working together to try and get the word out. And please don't hesitate to uh, ask any questions or um, 
reach out and um, happy to provide that information too. For KVNF and Farm Friday, I'm Lisa Young. This wraps our regional newscast for today. I'm Cassie Knust. Have a great weekend.